This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical scripture readings for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, I know their works and their thoughts, and I come to gather nations of every language. They shall come and see my glory. I will set a sign among them. From them I will send fugitives to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, Lud, Mosach, Tubal, and Javan, to the distant coastlands that have never heard of my fame or seen my glory, and they shall proclaim my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your brothers and sisters from all the nations as an offering to the Lord, on horses and in chariots, in carts, upon mules and dromedaries, to Jerusalem, my holy mountain, says the Lord, just as the Israelites bring their offering to the house of the Lord in clean vessels. Some of these I will take as priests and Levites, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Song Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Glorify Him, all you peoples. Go out to the world and tell the good news. For steadfast is His kindness towards us, and the fidelity of the Lord endures forever. Go out to all the world and tell the good news. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, you have forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as children. My son, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when reproved by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son he acknowledges. Endure your trials as discipline. God treats you as sons. For what son is there whom, fa- whom his father does not discipline? At the time, all discipline seems a cause not for joy but for pain. Yet later it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained by it. So strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet. For what is lame may not be disjointed, but healed. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. 
after the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then you will stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and you taught it in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out, and people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at the table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some who are last will be first, and some who are first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, it is the third week in August. Yeah, and, and no better time to plug our podcast. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, so just as a reminder, again, on your summer vacations, take us with you. Uh, that can either be on any of your streaming platforms. Just type in Sunday Commentary Mater Day, or just go download the Hail Mary Media app. And I've been giving little tidbits each week. Um, did you know, Carla, that actually 68% of our uh, users listen on an Apple or an iOS platform, uh, and the others are Android. So to us Android users, we got to pick up the pace here a little bit, get more Android li- users uh, on this. But anyway, good news again. A lot of mobile listening and a lot of yes. people on uh, Apple and uh, getting some money on Android. Good, so good way to put good. the cell phones to, yes. to, to use. Yep. Uh, August 24th is a feast day of St. Bartholomew. So I didn't know a lot about him, and I guess I still don't, but I thought I'd share a couple things. Um, he is, most scholars consider him to be Nathaniel, who's listed in the order of the 12 apostles. Um, and remember his name's Bartholomew. So they call him the son of Ptolemy. So you might remember Bar Mitzvah is son of the law. Bartholomew is son of Ptolemy. And, um, he, again, not as much known about him, but according to Eusebius, who was a, a Jewish author, um, he preached the gospel in some of the most barbarous countries in the East penetrating as far as India. St. John Chrysostom said he brought the gospel to Lyconia. St. Gregory of Tours said as far as Armenia. Um, And uh, he did suffer martyrdom. Uh, Some think he was flayed alive. Others suffered crucifixion. We don't really know for sure, but the relics of the saint are preserved in the church of St. Bartholomew near or on the island in the Tiber River near Rome. Interesting. And so a little bit about him. Yeah. In our readings today, I really got a theme of the universality of the church. And Carly, you're going to dig into that prophet Isaiah in this first reading. A lot of meat there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So we hear about this sign, a sign that's going to come from Israel. And at that time, the Israelites, upon hearing these words, would have made a connection of this promise of a sign to the story of Jonah and the three days that he was entombed in the belly of a whale. But Isaiah is referring to a new sign that had not yet been revealed, the sign of the resurrection, the completion of the new covenant instituted by Christ. And just as Jonah spent those three days in darkness, Jesus' resurrection occurred on the third day after his death. This prophecy also tells us that God's plan of salvation has always been intended for all nations throughout the entire world. And it describes how a sign of God's great power and majesty will come from Israel and God will gather his people from every nation. 
every nation. You mentioned, and you actually, you did such a good job with these words, Tarshish and yeah, Putin and Lud. I and, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, where are all the, I could barely pronounce <laughs> yeah. these things. Uh, but where all those talked about, when you talk about all these nations, they came, those are actual locations in Spain, Africa, Asia, the Black Sea, Greece. I mean, people are coming to the Lord from all nations. And they're coming to the Lord from diverse, in very diverse ways, horses and chariots and carts. Again, this is, I guess I would say ways of all of us had that unique path to the Lord. But even though we're coming from all nations and in various ways, we all come to the same place, that holy mountain. And of course, in our church today, that's fulfilled in the Catholic mass. Heaven touches earth in that Catholic mass that Christ himself instituted. And this is an interesting piece. Some of these from all these nations I will take as priests and some as Levites, says the Lord. So to me, that also says, if you're going to, again, the Jews had the Levitical priesthood, which was uh, descendants in a certain family or tribe. Um, I think I see this as saying how God's going to include Gentiles as priests and members of his church. Again, the universality of the whole world coming to that holy mountain and that holy mass. So just a beautiful, really, imagery that Isaiah has. It is. Yes, it is. The second reading today is actually a follow-on from last week. So, Carla, you might remember second reading was persevering and running the race last week. This week, we're going to go ahead and say, in running that race, my son, do not display disdain the discipline of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that's where that's the key here. Most Catholics living in Western civilization in the present day and age, we have a very watered down concept of what authentic discipline looks and feels like. We are so immersed in a world of creature comforts and luxuries to the point that most of us consider it a hardship to miss a meal. I'm pretty sure that the first generation of early Christians would just shake their heads at what we considered discipline in the godly sense of the word. And it wasn't so very long ago that the fasting period before receiving Holy Communion was to begin the night before, and no food or water was to be consumed in the morning prior to receiving the Eucharist. Well, that fasting requirement has gradually changed over the years to the point that all food and drink are allowed up to one hour prior to receiving the Eucharist. Sadly, many Catholics today either don't know about this requirement or they just choose to ignore it. St. Paul goes on to explain that discipline is an important part of Christian formation. Disciplines set forth by the church help us to grow stronger in our faith. And when we incorporate a regular practice of faithful discipline, we experience a certain kind of holy orderliness that brings us peace and it helps us persevere during times of trial. Some of the disciplines, also called the precepts of the church, are attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days, going to confession at least once a year, receive communion during the Easter season, observing the laws of fasting and abstinence, contributing to the support of the church both financially and with our talents and strengths. But these are just the minimum requirements. A healthy and vibrant faith life needs more than this to thrive. It needs daily prayer and confession at least monthly. And a special devotion of some kind like daily recitation of the rosary or the chaplet of divine mercy. First Saturday devotions or First Friday devotions and other practices that can bring us into God's presence. Yeah, exactly. And I think all of us will be given many opportunities in our lives to grow in discipline. <laughs> and, and and as associated with that as well, I think we will also suffer one of two pains. We're either going to suffer the pain of discipline, because it is painful, 
or we're going to suffer the pain of disappointment and regret by not embracing the discipline. Um, and so discipline to me becomes that bridge between your goals and accomplishment. You set a goal, you develop the discipline, and then you receive that accomplishment, so to speak. Now, so I really, I guess, I really want to encourage myself and, and the listeners today to embrace that discipline. And, and I think it should also be both physical and spiritual discipline, because I really think that spirit, the physical discipline then helps set the stage for that spiritual discipline. You can learn the physical body discipline, and that leads to the spiritual. And and when one thing I want to hit here in a few seconds here is it says, for what son is there whom the father does not discipline? I think most people are aware of that we are in a crisis situation in our society today with a lack of fathers uh, in our homes and the, and the fatherlessness that we see. And in fact, and some of these uh, are a little bit dated. This comes from dads.org. But there was a poll done that about 80% of Americans feel that the most significant family or social problem facing America today is the physical absence of the father from the home. And National Fatherhood Initiative talks about how the fatherlessness uh, is really a factor in many of our society's worst social problems, whether it's crime, pregnancy, sexual activity, child abuse, and behavioral problems. There's so many important roles that the father has to play. So please, fathers, if you are there, I really need you to make sure you step up and all of us need to go ahead and be that sentinel for our families. Well, in our gospel today, uh, I think this is just as relative relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. We need to strive to enter through that narrow gate because, you know, the Jews at the time just assumed that they would be included because, hey, they're part of God's chosen people. But by rejecting the Messiah, they corporately rejected God. Yes, indeed. And salvation for most of us is going to be a lifelong process. We will be called on time and time again to put our faith into action through careful observance of God's law. And we have to be willing to pick up our crosses every day and follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.